Aggie. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? You are listening to A Day in the Life of Augie with your host, Michael Ogbana. Thank you for listening. These are my weekly thoughts and lessons learned from my daily experiences. And uh, I like to just have that vague little subtitle so I can talk about whatever I want. (laughs) But to be honest, this is going to be a very, very, literally a life-changing podcast. If you can get what I'm about to tell you today... You will never be the same again. So I promise you, if you listen to the end, I'm going to give you two keys. And if you listen to the end, I promise you it'll change your life forever. And uh, I don't know if you saw the title. But before I get into it, I just want to shout out everyone that's listening. Shout out to my Thursday night life group. Love you guys. Shout out to um, my homies. Shout out to my wife, Shannon, just everyone that's listening, all the new listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, I really, if you enjoy this podcast, I would encourage you to just subscribe. I'm going to start doing more. So just subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with everything. I started tweeting more and stuff. So uh, it's going to be good. But this is going to be a great podcast. I have a question for you. Is God's will a mystery? Does God's will have to be a mystery? Can we really know God's will? Can we really know God's intentions? Or is it all a mystery? I titled this podcast, God's Will is Not a Mystery. And, uh, you know, if you grew up in church like I did, you you always hear like a lot of like religious sayings, you know, like, you know, like sometimes people will say, hey, sometimes God does these things. We can't understand it. You know, we'll never truly understand why. We'll never, you know, someone will, unfortunately, someone will lose like a loved one or something bad will happen in someone's life. And they'll just be like, you know, they'll just settle for it. And obviously it just helps them feel better. But they just say like, you know, God just, God's ways are higher. You know, we can't really understand why he does things. He just does it. And, um, you know. So, but is that like a right saying? Like, is it okay to just settle and like, just assume that everything that happens in our life is God's will, you know? Like, oh, tomorrow I get hit by a truck. Oh, it's God's will, you know? Really? Like, I just, I just don't feel like that's true. And do you think that it all comes down to figuring out what God's will is, right? What is God's will? Can we really know God's will? I'm going to answer that question in this podcast, and I feel like you guys are going to be shocked because it's very clear. Um, there's this verse in John 13, 7 that a lot of people love to post. A lot of people love to post this scripture on Instagram or like tweet it, put it on Facebook, like when they're going through like a breakup, like you'll hear, you'll see like middle schoolers post this when they just broke up with their boyfriend or when they're going through some hard time. It's in John thirteen seven. Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will, you know? And so like people always love that scripture to help justify like, Lord, we don't know what you're doing right now, you know, but 
one day we'll understand like when we get to heaven we'll understand and uh but we we'll never know now on earth we just trust that it's your will you know anything that happens as good or bad it's your will is that right like you know what i'm saying the funny thing about that passage is i was reading it just to reread it to just think about it and it was funny that like two or three verses down jesus literally said he asked the disciples, do you understand what I did? And he explained exactly what he did. Like, it wasn't like he kept it a mystery until he ascended into heaven on his way to heaven. He was like, I did this because of this reason. No, he literally explained it to him, to the disciples, like right after. So like, we can't use these scriptures to just assume that God's will is mysterious and he has like this ulterior motive to everything. You know what I'm saying? What I want to get across to you today is that God's will actually can be known. God is not trying to hide his will and purpose for your life or for the world. He made it very clear in his word what his will is. And I have so many scriptures. I want to um, read them to you. And uh, I would take notes. If I were you, I would take notes in this because this you might be questioning, like, is what I'm saying right? But I would encourage you, don't take my word for it. I'm going to just present the scriptures and you can go and read them for yourself. But in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, this is Paul. He said that, see then that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise men, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. He said, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So Paul is saying that you can actually understand what the will of the Lord is. And he actually said, don't be unwise, but understand. So pretty much he was saying if you actually don't understand what the will of the Lord is, it's actually unwise. So like. Don't if you're listening to people that are saying we can't know God's will, his will is mysterious. Don't question just just whatever happens, happens. No, you can know what is God's will and what God wants to happen. And that way, if you if you know God's will and then what what's happening in your life is not God's will, then you can finally get to the solution to finding a solution to the problem. Um, in Romans 12, 2, it says, this is a very common scripture. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. There is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And when you renew your mind, you can learn that will. You can prove that will. That's Romans 12, too. Um, you know, a lot of people like to use that scripture in Isaiah 55, 8, that says, "My th for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And a lot of people love to use that scripture as a way to, like, you know, if something happens where, um, you know, I keep using an example. If you lose like a loved one, you know, you lose a loved one and people just like maybe at a funeral, they'll just say, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. We can't explain why this happened. We don't know why God did this, but God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So, you know, God's will was done. 
but is it really was it really God's will for your for your loved one to die was it God's will you know what I'm saying what like why have we been lied to or convinced that everything that happens in our life is God's will everything bad that happens in our life is God's will he meant for it to happen it I mean people have gone through some terrible things and if you really if someone really thinks about it, they would, why would anyone believe in a God that would just do all these bad things to people? You know what I'm saying? But really what that scripture is saying is, yes, God's wisdom is higher than any wisdom. God's thoughts are higher than uh, our thoughts and his ways are obviously higher than our ways. But think of it like this, like, think of it like, you know, maybe you're believing for your, your family members or your friends to get saved and come to Christ. You know, maybe you might be thinking, man, how could they come to Christ? You're praying, you're believing God, but you like trying to figure out like, Lord, how are you going to do this in that situation? That's not your job to figure out how God is going to get to your loved one or your family or your friends. All you have to do is keep praying, keep believing God, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, living a godly life, being a good example. And God will work on your friend, your loved one, your family member. God will come up with the way to get your family member saved. Like his ways are higher. He can come up with a thousand different ways. He could send someone, one of your other friends to talk to them instead of you. He could send something else. He could get them to watch something. Like there's so many ways that God could do it. His ways are higher. It's not our job to try and figure out how God's going to do something. We just got to believe that he will do it. For another example is like maybe you sow um, you sowed a large offering or you sowed a seed and you know you're believing like what the Bible says that when you sow you will receive so you're believing God for a harvest on what you sowed and you're trying to think like man where where is this money gonna come from someone's just gonna walk up to me at church and and give me a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, is like my, am I just going to get an email one day that my debt is just canceled? Like you keep thinking of all the different ways that God is going to give you your harvest. And it's like, you kind of put God in a box, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, that's not our job to figure out how our harvest is going to come. Our job is to sow the seed in faith and just understand that the harvest is going to come and it can come in a million different ways because God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so that's the way you got to look at it. It's not like God's ways cannot be. It's not like we can't understand his nature and his character. And it's just random. It's just that he has a million ways of doing things in our lives and getting things to us. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he's talking about. God doesn't want us to like focus on the method. He just wants us to understand that he, his nature, his character, you have to know his character. And that's really the the foundation of what I'm trying to talk about. What is the character of God? Can we know his nature? Can we know his tendencies? Can we know his heart, like his intentions? Can we know his will? Is his will known? The Bible says that the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things which have been revealed belong unto us and that to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. That's Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says the secret things belong to the Lord. So yeah, there are secret things like the hows and, 
you know, it's really not good to think about why a bad thing happened or how it could have happened. Oh, did God let this happen? Did did uh, I open a door or whatever? It's not your job to figure out why something happened. But to know that what you need to know is what it says in the scripture. But what those things which have been revealed belong to us and our children forever that we may do all the words of the law. So everything that is written, that is known about God and his nature gives you confidence that whatever's happening in your life now, whatever, however it happened, however it got there, you know, it's, it's happening. So you can't do anything about it, but God is going to change that situation. That's how you have to think. God's going to change that situation based off of his character, his nature. And, um, so what is God like? Like, what is his character? Like a lot of people think like, oh, God is just angry, whatever God be from the old Testament. And obviously the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But like, you have to view God in light of the entire Bible. And there's actually a way that we can know God. We can know Christ and we can know God, his nature, his tendencies, his character, his will. We can know God's will. And I want to read you something in Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. It says long ago, God spoke to many times, spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, we're in the final days. He has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. Now listen to this. This this is Hebrews 1, verse 2. This I think it's verse 3, actually. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. I'll say it one more time. The Son, Jesus, radiates God's own glory and and expresses the very character of God. So Jesus in the Gospels, when you see Jesus walking around healing people, providing food, loving on people, when you see Jesus doing things, the Bible says that that is the exact character of God, that Jesus is the expressed image and glory of God. So you can be confident that anything that you see Jesus doing, that's what God would do. This is what Jesus actually said in John 5, verse 19. He said, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Did you hear that? Jesus literally said, look, I don't say anything unless my father tells me to say, and I don't do anything unless I see my father doing it. So you can literally say, which obviously we know this, that Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus was the incarnate God in the flesh that came and lived among us. So when you read the Bible, don't just read it like Jesus was just this random person. God actually sent his son, Jesus, to show his people his his character, his nature to, to demonstrate God to people, Emmanuel, God with us. Wow. That's powerful. Emmanuel is God with us. And Jesus is the exact representation of God's character. There's also a great scripture. I don't, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to try and finish this up really soon, but this is really good. Don't, don't miss this. This is going to be good. Finish to the end. 
um, John 14, 7 through 9, it says, so the Jesus was talking to the disciples and, um, you know, he was pretty much giving them, starting to tell them that he's about to die for their sin, you know, for the sins of the world and everything. And uh, Jesus said, if you had really known me, this is John 14, 7. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Then Philip said, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. <laughs> and then this is, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus replied, Peter or Philip, have I been with you this whole time? And yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Anyone, Jesus said, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. It doesn't get much clearer than that. You can be confident that everything that you see in Jesus, everything that you saw Jesus do, that is what the father would do. How can you, how can we confidently know God's character and nature? How can, how God desires to handle situations in our lives, what he thinks, how he would act, like what he would say, literally Jesus, if you read and observe carefully everything that Jesus did and said in every situation, that is what God would have done. Did God ever, did Jesus ever walk up to someone and someone came to him asking him to heal them? Did Jesus ever say no? It's not my will to heal you. You know what I'm saying? You are, you are whatever. It's not my time to heal you. No, every, every person that came to Jesus in faith, he actually healed them. He literally healed them. And so that's why if you see Jesus doing that, you can know that God will never not, God's will is always to heal people. Now, does everyone get healed? No, obviously not everyone gets healed, but it's not that God doesn't want everyone to get healed. He desires everyone to get healed, but there's certain things that need to take place. Like, for example, Jesus went to his hometown and when he started preaching, they didn't receive him because it said that they were like familiar with him. They said, oh, isn't that the carpenter's son? Isn't that Joseph's son? What is he trying to do? And so it said that Jesus could do no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. So make God's will and Jesus's will was to go to his hometown and heal people. But because of their unbelief, because of the way they, they perceived him, he couldn't do any miracles. It's like his hands were tied. And so, yeah, because sometimes people don't get healed, but there's different reasons why. And it's, you know, it, think of it like this way. Is it God's fault? Do you think it's God that doesn't want to heal somebody? But anyways, that's just a whole nother podcast. But uh, I just want to, I'm going to start closing, but I just want to ask you some rhetorical questions. Just think about it. Is God's will automatically carried out in our in our lives? Like think about your life and then think about the lives of like your friends. Do you feel like God's will is automatically carried out? In other words, do you feel like what God wants to happen in people's lives just automatically happens? Do you believe that everything that happens in our life, good and bad, is God's ultimate will? You might, you know, you might hear a lot of people say like I'm sure everyone's heard this. I've heard it. You know, whatever will happen, will happen. You know, good or bad, whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, that honestly, that mentality, like, honestly, will mess you up because it's like, 
I, I know people, I've known people that they went relationship after relationship, bad decision after bad decision. Obviously, you're not supposed to be with this person. You decide to anyway. It doesn't work out. Oh, that dude. I just, I learned from that. I learned from that situation. You know, that happened for a reason. I learned. And then same thing happened. Same exact thing. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I learned. It's just like, really? Is that God's will for us to just go through mistake and mis- after mistake, heartache after heartache? Is that how God wants us to learn? You know, I personally don't think so. I believe that God's actually, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you a hope and an expected end. The Bible says in James that um, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the father of lights. Like you got to think God is a good God. God is for you and not against you. He's not trying to beat you up. He's your heavenly father. There's no heavenly father that would want to beat up his kids to try and teach him a lesson, give him cancer to try and teach him a lesson. That's not how God is. And I promise you, if you can get this, it will change your life because it will change the way you view God. You will view, you won't view God as someone that's mad and waiting for you to mess up. I used to think, I used to have a messed up view of God. Like every time I listened to secular music before a basketball game, God was going to make me play bad. And so like, I was just get so upset. Like I would get like superstitious. Like I would always listen to secular music, um, like the week, but then the day of the game, I would like listen to Christian music because I didn't, I, I wanted to play good because I felt like if I listened to bad music, God was going to like make me play bad and just I was going to have a terrible day. And that's 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 just religious. Like God, you know, God loves me no matter what. Like he's he he's loves me and he's for me. He's not against me. He's just trying to he's not trying obviously he doesn't want me to listen to that secular music, but he's not going to try and make my life miserable so that I stop listening to it. He's just going to reveal that there's a better way, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand that God loves you so much. He cares for you and has a plan for your life um and so you know think about the world right all the evil in the world all the murder rape all the natural disasters deaths in family do you feel like god this is god's will you really think it's god's will for like an eight-year-old to get raped and stuff like that that happens the craziest you think it's god's will for a 15 year old to to get shot in new orleans do you really think that that's god's will you understand that there is a devil. The Bible says that the thief, which is the devil, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There's a devil that is, you know, that's in the world. And Jesus actually said um, in Matthew 6, 9 through 10, he said, therefore, pray in this manner. He said, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Listen to this. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, God, when Jesus was teaching us to pray, he said that you should pray that my will that is done on in heaven be done on earth. So that's implying that God's will that is done on earth isn't, you know, God's will that's in heaven that he wants from heaven isn't automatically carried out on earth. It needs to be prayed. It needs to be enforced. That's the one 
prerequisite. That's the one thing you have to understand about prayer is it makes a difference. If you don't believe that your prayers make a difference, you're not going to be motivated to pray. But when you realize that your prayers are, you know, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and, and effective, that you realize that prayer changes things. Prayers make a difference in your life. You know, every time Jesus prayed, something happened. Like when Jesus prayed for someone that was blind, they didn't stay blind. They were able to see when Jesus prayed for a crippled person. They didn't stay crippled and say, it's God's will for me to be crippled. No, Jesus, by the power of God, changed that situation. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus actually said, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth, I will forbid in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth, I will permit in heaven. And he said this, he said, I tell you this, if two or three, two of you agree here on earth concerning anything, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather in my, as my followers, I am among them. And he said, I will answer their prayers. So like, man, Prayer changes things. God obviously wants people to be saved. God wants people to be healed. God wants people to be blessed financially. God wants people to be, not to have to suffer with depression, mental illness, all this stuff. But it doesn't just automatically happen. Like you have to obviously be in the covering by being born again, but also understand that like you can pray and things change. When you pray in faith and act on the word, Things change and it imposes God's will that he wants done in your life to happen. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just want to just want to like leave you guys with these two things. I know I went a little long, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any questions for me or any thoughts that you want me to answer in a further podcast, just message me on Instagram, message me on, you know, on whatever and uh I'll, I'll definitely answer them and reach out to you and and maybe do another podcast. But there's two things I want you to take away that will change your life. Number one, do not settle for getting beat up by the devil and thinking that it's God's will. Don't like all, you know, don't settle for something bad happening in your life and then getting mad at God and thinking that God did it to. I don't know that God is just this mean God doing. No, redirect your anger at the devil, who is the one that comes to steal, kill and destroy. Get mad at him and make him pay for touching your family. He doesn't have a right to touch your family as a child of God. Obviously, the Bible says he's a thief. So thieves naturally try to go where they're not allowed. But they don't have the devil doesn't have a legal right to touch you or your family. So when he does and he you know, you shouldn't get mad at God. You should get mad at the devil and deal with him. Um, the Bible actually says in James 4 that you should humble yourselves before God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when you resist the devil, he will flee. But you can't you can't resist something that you don't think is attacking you. If you think that it's God doing all the bad things and not the devil, the devil is just like, ha ha ha, I, you know, I did this to your family, but you think it's God, no. But if you know it's the devil, you can resist him. You, you don't give in to his lies. You don't fall for his temptation or his tricks. And when you resist him, he will flee from your life. He might try and mess with you a little bit, just like he did with Jesus. He messed with him one time, two times, three times, then he left, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, don't settle for getting beat up by the devil. Resist him and he will flee. Number two, get to know God's character and will by getting to know him through his word. 
and get to know God's character and his will by getting to know him through his word. You can know God's will for your life through his word. God's will is his word. Everything you see in Jesus, you will know that God will do it. So put yourself in the gospels. Everything you see Jesus, every interaction that you see Jesus having, put yourself in that shoe. If you were that person that was crippled for 18 years, do you think that Jesus, did you hear what Jesus said when that he saw that lady that was crippled for 18 years? He said, why should this daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, have to suffer one more day? Jesus didn't want this lady to have to be bent over for one more day. Jesus doesn't want you to have to struggle with anything you're dealing with for one more day. He wants to destroy that by the power of God, and he will. And But the thing is, you have to know that he will. You have to believe that he will. If you don't think that he wants to, that he's willing to, you're not going to believe him for it. But when you know that it's God's will for you to be whole, then you'll believe him for it. Your faith will be right, and that only comes from knowledge from the word of God. And so I want you to get to know him through his word, read the gospels, read the Bible and get to know God and for him, for yourself. And I promise you, when you get to know him, when you get to know his character, his nature, his will for your life, that he loves you, that he cares about you, that he is for you, not against you. I promise you, you will never be deceived again. You know, the Bible says that my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. But when you understand God, when you get knowledge of God, it will help you to to understand life, you know. And so I just want to let you know that God loves you so, so much. He cares about you. And um, I love you, too. And I really appreciate you guys for listening. If you listened to this and enjoyed it, please share it with someone that you think it will help. If you have any questions that you want me to answer from this podcast, I will definitely do that. Just message me on Instagram. I love you guys. Um, God is for you. He's not against you. Get to know him in his word. You can know his will. It is not a mystery. Love you guys. Bye-bye. It's a day in the life of Augie.